Welcome to the Fertility Happy Hour. We are Sandra and Leanne, your fertility besties, here to bring some fun and laughter to your fertility journey. And of course, lots of tips, hints, and tricks. So kick back with your favorite mocktail or a cocktail and let's have some fun. Welcome back for episode three. Thank you for tuning in again with us. Today is a really great episode for you guys. You're going to learn so much. We have Jenny, and I'm going to butcher her last name because I always do, Liberator. She's a functional medicine nutritionist specializing in women's health. She's so knowledgeable, you guys. Like, honestly, I learned so much. I was taking notes during our podcast, and we've talked to her so many times before, but you know, she is continuously learning new things. Um, she's working, you know, with different people. She just is always such a great resource for us. And I think it's just awesome that you guys get to hear everything that she says during this episode, all about um, your, your nutrition and how you can support your fertility health just by like easy, simple things in your diet that you can do. Um, so just sit back and listen and enjoy and get ready to learn lots. We are. Hi. So we are here today with a special guest um, who kind of started out just like helping us out with some things. And then, you know, now that she's gone through extensive training, she is our go-to nutritionist. Um, She's actually a, a functional medicine nutritionist with a specialty in women's health. Uh, Jenny Libertor. Did I say your last name right? It's Libertor, but no one says Libertor? it right. So okay. You're good. You're good. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> People Libertor. butcher my last name. I yeah. get uterus, Uranus. <laughs> so, I used to. But Jenny, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, of course. Happy to be here. Yeah. We're Thanks, excited Jenny. because um, we've been, I mean, you you helped create this nutrition program for um, some of our clients just based on like cycle syncing. And um, I feel like that's like a new like fad. That's like really, yeah. I mean, I see it all over Instagram and TikTok. Like, is this something that's kind of like fairly new? I mean, I know it's not new, but just in your experience, do you see that like it's becoming more popular for some reason? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely becoming more popular. And I think a big reason why it's becoming more popular is that women are starting to get more curious about their hormones and starting to, you know, realize that, you know, if their hormones are out of balance, if they have PMS or really bad cramps or, you know, mood disorders associated with their periods, they're starting to not be happy with the answer of just go on the pill. So Mm -hmm. women are really starting to do the research and there's much more research out there now where, you know, how can I take this into my own hands and make changes to really balance my hormones? So I think there's a shift to like just more curiosity and information around how you can balance your hormones so that you don't have those extremes that come with hormone imbalance. So that's really where it's gaining ground is that people are really in this like self-healing movement and they're wanting to take these kinds of matters into their own hands which is awesome I yeah. feel like, I feel like the connection I know like a long time ago when I was in my more fertile years um 
I never like, I, you know, they said, you know, eat, eat healthy for fertility and everything, but I never connected food and hormones together. Like I didn't understand the correlation and how one played a role into the other. Like to me, it was two separate entities. And then I started learning, you know, about nutrition and fertility. And it's like, it's like huge. It's like a huge yeah. component. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just so funny because I, I mean, I, and I'm in the health field, so I never really made the connection, but like, I think maybe first off, start by giving people like information about how those two are connected and the importance, because I, I, I think that probably many women aren't, aren't making that connection between fertility and, and food. Yeah. Give us a breakdown, Jenny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, we know that hormone imbalance is also is like a major part of fertility. We need to make sure our hormones are in balance. And for a lot of women, it's out of balance. But outside of that, the biggest impact that nutrition has on fertility is actually on your egg quality. So it's really, really important to have high quality eggs, right? So like you need, you need high quality eggs for any reason, for natural conception, for, for IVF, for IUI, the quality of your eggs really matters. And, um, you know, just going into trying to conceive, it can be overwhelming. There's so many different things that they tell you to do or not to do. Um, but really the most important thing is having nutrition to support the quality of your eggs. So your follicles take between 90 and 120 days to mature. And during that time, the types of foods that you're eating, the types of nutrients that you're giving your body really determine the quality of the egg that you have. So if you're eating a highly processed diet, high trans fats, lots of alcohol, if you're smoking, if you're just really high stress, all of those things can impact the quality of your eggs. So even if your hormones are perfect, even if you're ovulating every month, if you're not supporting the nutrition of your eggs, then you might not have successful <clears throat> implantation. So barrier. Really quick, not to interrupt you, but I'm just thinking of like some past clients and, you know, um, before they do like a transfer or something, and they think that like maybe giving up alcohol or eating well like two weeks before the transfer or just like during that two week period. So a total of like, maybe like a month or like, you know, just really kind of watching what they're eating. So that doesn't really cut it. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. So like so they the, really should be like doing this way before. Ideally. And like, it's one of those things where like, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to have good intentions and make mindful choices. So like the eggs that you're ovulating in this cycle is, is 90 days old. So you want to try and get ahead of it if you can. Um, with that being said, you know, short-term changes are also really good for hormone balance and everything, but as far as the egg quality, it does take those three months. So that's why that little preconception phase is super important for nutrition. It also, I mean, when, when women are going through IVF as well, so you want the, the highest quality eggs so that Absolutely. you can get the best results and the best success. And you want, like, obviously you want to retrieve as many viable eggs as possible. So if you're doing IVF and you're pulling, you know, you get like 12 eggs and they're still, they're not good eggs, then it's, right. it's a complete waste because I mean, none of them are going to be good. They're not going to take, they're not going to grow to 
embryo. Um, but so the higher quality gives you that much more opportunity for a successful, um, you know, transfer and, right. and as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in your experience so far, do you see like, you know, so if like, so if, if somebody starts going through like, um, changing their diet and really trying to sink their hormones, mm -hmm. um, like what other kind of changes have people said that they feel like, cause I know that there's some people out there, some coaches out there that coach women, um, for cycle syncing for like weight loss and, and other things. So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, first, let me just ask, do you follow like a cycle syncing yourself? Yeah, I do. So uh, the, the main like point of cycle syncing is to just support your body through nutrition and through exercise and lifestyle in slightly different ways in each phase of your cycle. So how you support your body during your menstrual phase is going to look a lot different than how you support your body during the ovulation phase because the needs are totally different. You know what I mean? Menstruation is like grounding, soothing, nurturing, and ovulation is like, okay, let's go. It's like totally different energy. So yeah. Um, it really, it really makes a difference. And then some other changes that you can see that you can start to notice. So like the one thing I, I will say is that as you're on this journey, it's really important to really start to listen to your body and see if there's any flags that are coming up for you nutritionally. I love to give a symptom questionnaire because a lot of the times with women, especially, especially stressed women or busy women, which we all are, um, they're not even aware of like, what's weird. You know what I mean? Like you just, Oh, I've always, I've always had headaches for three weeks of the month. Oh, I've always like, you know, had terrible cramps that knock me out for two days. So like, you don't really know. So once you start to make these changes, and you start to, you know, realize like, okay, now I have an awareness of these symptoms and these side effects that tell me that I'm out of balance. Some changes that you'll see is like, you'll see a change in the quality of cervical fluid. You'll notice less cramping. You'll notice um, maybe the color of the blood will change. Um, that is an indicator of hormone imbalance too. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of changes that can happen. Your, your body temperature will change if you do the basal body temperature tracking, which is highly recommended for women who are trying to conceive. So it's really a matter of like getting a handle on what your baseline is and then seeing how that kind of changes as you go through this process. And I will say hormone balancing naturally is slow. It takes three months. Like mm -hmm. even if you just wanted to, you know, my estrogen to progesterone is a little off. Even if you just wanted to do that, it would still take three months. So it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be, you know, a process. So just to clarify, headaches, cramping, all these, all these symptoms that women kind of classify as normal. Is this, would you say that these are normal symptoms to have in their cycle? Or do you think it's a sign of imbalance? I would say that it's common but it's not normal. Your period should just, in a perfect world, your period would just come and you would just say, oh, my period's here. Like it would just be here and you'd be like, oh, okay, my period's here, no big deal. You wouldn't have any cramping, you wouldn't have fatigue, you wouldn't have water retention, mood swings. You might have a little bit of that, but it wouldn't be anything like noticeable. It would right. be just regular. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of ways hormone imbalance can show up. 
God, I'm going like as you're talking, I'm like, check, check. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you're just, me every month. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is normal. And like if it's normal for you, it might not be, you know, the way in a perfect world how things should be if your hormones were in balance. Right. I think that like we're kind of given that information. Like I think, like you said, it's so common that we normalize it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, oh my God, I feel horrible. Oh, my period's coming. Yeah, that's why. And then you pass it off. But if you really understand that this could be, you know, like hormone imbalance and and you can do something about it through food. I think that's like really key to understand because we're we're meant to believe that this is just the curse of being a woman. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like I just have it worse than others. And that's just how it's going to be. Um, I'm going to ask you a question, um, for a friend. <laughs> uh, okay. Actually, it's just me. So right before I get my period, I always break out like, yeah, always the same spots, like all like around my mouth is mm-hmm. that. So do you think that, and I really, and I keep saying, I'm like, I need to follow the cycle sinking <laughs> diet. Like I do try to incorporate like some foods, like it's always the the luteal phase, the luteal phase Mm -hmm. that I feel like kills me. Like when I have my period, I feel great actually. Like I do, like, I feel amazing. Um, but it's like the week, two weeks before that I start feeling the fatigue and then I start breaking out, you know, and I'm like, this is like the worst, like it's terrible. So is that, would you say that that's like directly related to hormones? Absolutely. Yeah. So what happens in the luteal phase that gets a little bit tricky is like we said, in a perfect world, your progesterone should be rising, Mm -hmm. should be nice and high. A lot, lot, lot of women are low progesterone. Like a lot of women have a tendency towards low progesterone, high estrogen. So even if your progesterone's not like super low, if your estrogen is higher, it's still going to be estrogen dominant. So that's when you're going to see the hormone, the mood swings, the like water retention, really like progesterone is a woman's best friend. And like, that's where things start to totally go sideways during menopause. Cause you, your hormones are just like all over the place and you don't have like any progesterone. So progesterone is really, really important for mood. It's important for just keeping everything in sync. So when you are flipping over and you're at dominant in estrogen, your body just doesn't know what to do with it. It might, it also could be, you know, having a hard time detoxing it. So that's why, um, when you cycle sync, you're mm-hmm. eating those foods that help to kind of escort the estrogen out of your body so that you don't become too estrogen dominant. And then you're also supporting the production of progesterone through the foods that you're eating, like vitamin C and magnesium rich foods are super important for keeping that progesterone high. There's also supplements that help. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're talking about classic estrogen dominance and that's super common. No, this is so helpful for me. Thank you. (laughs) Sure. So, and so, and you have, you have your own, um, program now fertility. Are you Mm -hmm. pretty much cycle syncing? Um, no. So actually, um, when I work with women, we really, I really like to make it very individual to that woman. So each woman, you know, is completely different when they come to you with fertility stuff. So we kind of have to dig in and see what's going on. And then, you know, nutritionally, almost always we work to support the production of your hormones, but, you know, we can look at the blood work, we can look at thyroid, we can look and see 
where other things need to be optimized to help support your hormones to get in bigger balance. And part of that is cycle syncing, but working one-on-one is so individual that I really like to kind of get in the weeds and see like, okay, what does this person need specifically to help boost their fertility? Awesome. 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 We'll talk about how they can get access to, um, to get a consultation with you at the end. But if you could, if you could do or eliminate just one thing, um, or, you know, proactively do or take away in your diet for someone that's trying to conceive, what would it be? (laughs) Yeah. So this, there's a lot of opinions about this, but, um, my hot take is this, the more you can increase your antioxidants, the better you will be. So phytonutrient rich foods, basically foods that are vibrant in color. So like red bell peppers, greens, you know, cucumbers, berries are great. Like anything that's vibrant and has a lot of color. Antioxidants are so, so important for egg health. They protect your eggs from the damage of oxidative stress. Um, and certain hormone imbalances like PCOS and endometriosis have higher levels of oxidative stress, oxidative stress, even like, um, blood sugar issues also can cause that as well. Um, so oxidative stress is totally normal. Uh, it's what happens when there's an imbalance of free radicals versus antioxidants in your diet. It's a totally normal process, but if you're constantly eating like processed foods and there's toxins and you're just, everyone's being bombarded by toxins every second of their life. So the imbalance is, you know, it's pretty uneven. Um, But antioxidants are super important for the lining of the uterus, for insulin resistance, for having great cervical mucus and a number of other things. So that is what I would say. I love to, I'm the type of person who's like, let's add in instead of take away. I just think it's, I think it's less stressful. This is already stressful enough for most people. Mm -hmm. So I like to like, what, how can we nourish, 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 um, and antioxidants, like I said, berries, apples, leafy greens, broccoli, chocolate. Nice. Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Dark chocolate. Nice. One of the the great things uh, about your meal plans that you came up for us is that I feel like there's so much on there that like, you just feel like it's not a diet, you know, like it's just, you know, like just kind of, like I said, like maybe just choosing different foods during different times, but there's just so many different choices that I feel like anyone wouldn't feel that they're restrictive in any way, you know, which is so helpful. Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of like when I, when I was eating, when I was trying to conceive and I was trying to eat for fertility, I, you know, I did, I ate a ton of antioxidants and I found that when I added the things that I knew were most important there honestly wasn't any room for anything else. Like I was just, if I made sure that I got my nutrients in that day, there, it was like, I I didn't have the appetite or the room to, to snack or eat processed foods or anything else. It's like, when you just focus on what needs to go in, then the rest is just easy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, sometimes when you get specific cravings for specific foods, it's really your body just kind of yelling at you because it is malnourished and you can mm-hmm. eat 
a normal amount of calories and still be malnourished if you're eating a highly processed food, which a lot of people are. Um, so when you're getting those nutrient dense foods, which are antioxidants, better nutrient rich foods, your body's getting everything that it needs. So it doesn't need to yell at you mm -hmm. and tell you, I need this, this, and this. Also your blood sugar is more balanced, which also impacts your hormone imbalance. So yeah, it's, it's really, there's a number of benefits to it for sure. Awesome. No. So what do you think is the biggest mistake that women trying to conceive are making? Yeah. I mean, so my, my, I have a strong feeling about this because you were mentioning, like, sometimes it can feel like a diet and I'm like anti-diet. So, um, the number one mistake fertile women make is actually under eating. Like we were saying, like under eating, eating too few calories, not choosing nutrient dense foods. This can be really harmful for hormone balance. It can mess up your estrogen. You can have low estrogen, low insulin, high cortisol. It can impact your thyroid hormone, specifically T3, which is really important for fertility. It throws off your blood sugar regulation. Um, it gives you low nutrient status, which is like the hill that I will die on when it comes to preconception, pregnancy, and postpartum nutrition. You can't go into a pregnancy with low mineral status. You're just setting yourself up for a nightmare because the baby's going to steal all of your nutrients and then you're going to be even more depleted. So wow. it's super important to be really, really nourishing yourself with nutrient dense foods while you are trying to get pregnant and like healthy fats, vegetables, fruit, fiber, like we said, like those are like, we really just want it to be really nourishing. Yeah. I mean, I, I do see a lot of women <clears throat> that always think that they're like eating healthy. Um, and then their version of eating healthy is just kind of saying like, they cut everything out. Like I'm not yeah. eating meat, I'm not eating dairy. I'm not, you know, I'm like, well, that's not, so what are you eating? <laughs> you know, like, what are you eating? Yeah. eating vegetables? Like that, that can't be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Like they just think that if they go on this like crazy crash diet or they don't even think it's like dieting, they're just like, I'm just going to eliminate everything that I think is bad, you know, like no carbs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, well, that can't that's be. common. And that's even common in this space. Like a lot of fertility nutritionists will recommend a blanket removal of gluten and dairy. And that might be necessary for some people, right. but, um, not necessary for others. So that's why it's important to work with a nutrition professional who can really look at what's going on with you and say, okay, like, let's leave this, take out this, add this, move this. Um, because everyone is so, so different, right. but it requires a lot of nutrients to make a baby. So you need to be eating. <laughs> you need to be really nourishing yourself. It's a very good point. Yeah. I hope a lot of people hear that because like I said, I feel like everybody's dieting. Yeah. yeah. Like I feel like they really restrict themselves or like clean. There's a whole like clean eating or like detoxing. Like we don't need to do that. So what is your take on, um, like meat, like animal products and inflammation? Can I ask you this? Yeah. I mean, so we always want to balance out, like we said, with the antioxidants. So as long as our antioxidant intake is high and reasonable, we're eating the veggies, we're getting the berries and all the, you know, good stuff and things. Um, everything in moderation, animal meat can be really supportive 
The most supportive fertility diet is an inherently antioxidant rich diet. It's actually the Mediterranean Mediterranean <laughs> diet, which has tons of tons of health benefits. It's a very healthy way of eating for anyone and it's not restrictive. Um, I think that, you know, be mindful of the quality of the meat that you're eating. Like you can always add in some beef liver. That'd be amazing. It's not usually everyone's favorite thing, but it's, it's, uh, nature's multivitamin. That's very dear to my heart. It's very good for you. Um, I've never, I don't think I've ever had it. Yeah. So the trick, my trick with, um, liver, cause I need liver, you know, like my, my iron is low and I just, you know, so I, I add it to what I do, how I trick myself is I will get the liver and I'll like process it in the food processor and then I'll mix it up with ground beef. Ah. I'll just add a little bit to my ground beef. So I'm like tricking myself because if it's in chili, I'm not going to know. It's just going to taste like meat, but I'm getting yeah. a ton of extra nutrients. So you it doesn't have like a taste. <laughs> not really. No, not if you do like, I mean, I wouldn't say like, if you're going to have a whole piece of liver, then yeah, you're going to have a whole liver experience. But if you're just putting in <laughs> a little bit with your ground beef, yeah. you'll be okay. You, you won't really notice. That was the only food that would make me gag when I was growing up. Yeah, That's me right. too. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it's like slimy. Yeah, mm -hmm. horrible. I don't know what it, I've never no. tried it like after the age of like 10 or 12 or something. So yeah, um, I might have to do your trick and see if I yeah, can. Yeah, give it a try. You know, I feel like I I'm traumatized because my mom would like make us eat it. Mm. I feel like if I get a taste of it, I might start gagging. <laughs> yeah. But you can always, always do liver supplements, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. There's um, really good desiccated liver pills that you can buy. And those are really helpful. Definitely. Mm. Well, um, I just want to say like, we loved the program. So for our listeners, if you are someone like me who just wants things done for you, <laughs> Jenny has created this meal plan. Um, you can get it off of Sandra and I's website. It's a uh, reinventor fertility, but it's like done for you. And she's got all these amazing options and meals that you can make. And it's like up to a month's, a month's worth of, of food. And, and there's like a, a, a shopping list and it's, it's perfect. So I think, yeah, I didn't <laughs> want, I think one of the first, uh, first, uh, girls that tried it, she got pregnant, like very shortly after, right? Like a yeah. couple of like, a oh month my gosh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's great. Cause then you don't have to think and you don't have to, you know, come up with recipes. It's all like done for you. But, um, but definitely if, if, you know, if any of our listen, listeners are want like a, an assessment jenny is the girl for you and i think you're doing like a, a free assessment yeah i'm doing free discovery calls yep and we can chat about what your goals are what your challenges are and we can see you know what we can do to work together and how, how can people find you, you? Yeah. yeah um i guess they can email me i wish i had a better handle on my website but i do not but my email is um, Jenny, J E N I E L I B eight, two, eight at gmail.com. Awesome. We can also put it in the show notes. Yeah. We'll put it in the notes for sure. Yeah. 
Um, Jenna, you're so like knowledgeable. Oh, <laughs> I'm passionate about this. I mean, I, 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 it makes me so sad when women are told to just try for a year and then they're sent home and they don't get pregnant after a year. And then they're just sent to a fertility clinic with no resources or support when there's so much you can do. And you might not be, you know, setting yourself up for success if you don't have good eggs. So you need, it's, it's important to educate. There's yeah. a lot you can do. Absolutely. There's a lot, lot, lot you can do. I think that's yeah. me and that's me and Sandra's whole thing is that we need to tell these women that there's so much you can do from mm-hmm. nutrition and environmental toxins. And there's just like, I feel like they just go right to, you know, hormones and it's, we have so much control that we want to convey that to everybody. Well, too, I think a lot of women um, just go down the rabbit hole of just Googling everything. And then they think that they know everything, you know, and like, there's, you know, there's several women that I've said, like, you need to go to a functional medicine doctor, you know, like, or someone who just really understands, you know, like what, you are putting into your body and like the, the signs and the symptoms of what else could be going on. Um, you know, cause Lena and I can't figure everything out. So we definitely <laughs> resource out you know, as much as we can, but it's unfortunate that women just kind of are like, I know IVF costs this much. I'm not spending any more money on, on other things, but, yeah. um, I mean, your, you know, your services are reasonable and, mm-hmm. My God, like, I mean, if it could just even just make them feel better, you know, like I always say that I'm like, at the end of the day, can't guarantee you getting pregnant, but if like, you know, you can help, you can help alleviate symptoms, you know, improve your mood, um, just overall, like your health, why yeah. not? You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. so, absolutely. Yeah. And, you're, and they're spending so much money, like even going through, you know, um, IVF and everything don't waste your like set yourself up for success you know don't just waste all this money and you know and not do the things that will make a success you know put put your money to good use absolutely I'm already putting a list of of people that I'm going to send to you (laughs) oh perfect that's awesome yes thank you so much we're running a little bit out of time here but um Jenny, thanks. It was so you're yeah. you are very knowledgeable, and I just love to. I could talk to you like all night. All. <laughs> I know. I'm like I'm learning so much. I was taking notes. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Wow, what an amazing episode! I mean, I learned so much, and I don't know if you could hear me writing notes because I was the whole time. Um, And like I said in the beginning, every time we talk to Jenny, I just seem to learn something new. And I definitely want to incorporate her suggestions um, into my daily diet just because, I mean, I'm not trying to have a baby, but I am getting at that age where my hormones are really fluctuating and changing. And unfortunately, I am nearing menopause. So, um... I think this is helpful for not even if you're trying to conceive, but if you're just a woman who has her period, um, you know, it's, I think it's super helpful and I hope you found it helpful too. 
And thanks again for tuning in. We'll put um, some information in our show notes, just how you can contact Jenny, but also if you want to uh, purchase our meal plan. So we do go in detail in modules, the meal plans um, and the different phases in your cycle. And then you can download those meal plans. Um, that you will have for life and they are cycle syncing meal plans there's also if you do have any restrictions there's dairy free gluten free um, that you can follow as well Um, so definitely look for those on our website www.reinventivefertility.com I believe they are under our programs and services tab so you can look there um, and or you can just reach out to us for any questions sandra Leanne at reinventiverehab.com thanks so much for tuning in see you next time